This is KRCU's Going Public. I'm Dan Woods. Southeast Missouri State University's Bachelor of Fine Arts in Interior Design has received another six-year accreditation from the Council for Interior Design Accreditation. Southeast Interior Design Program first earned accreditation in 2017. I spoke with Dr. Michelle Bruni. She's Professor and Interior Design Program Coordinator at Southeast. We spoke on the television program, Focus on Southeast. So first, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, like you said, I'm the program coordinator for interior design. I'm a professor also mm -hmm. at Southeast, and I have been at Southeast for 26 and a half years. Wow. Um, I've been teaching for 20, so this is my 20th year teaching. Previously, I was a project manager and a building maintenance manager with facilities management, and um, prior to that, I actually worked in university advancement. Wow, so you've done so, a lot of things. So I have, here. yes. Well, cool. So tell us about the interior design program here at the university. So we have, um, like you said, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Interior Design here at the university. And um, the program is uh, consists of um, many classes, uh, everything from history to drafting to um, upper level studios and lower level studios. We have about 68 students. Our program is growing. Um, but it's definitely a mix of creative skills mm -hmm. and technical skills that students have to learn. So when you tell people that you teach interior design, what do, they, what do you think pops in their mind when you tell them that about what you do? Okay, so almost immediately um, people think of residential design because there are many shows like HTTV and many uh -huh. design shows yeah. on television. And so mm -hmm. most people think of interior design um, from a residential standpoint, which, which yes, that is part of what we do. Um, but the part that people do maybe do not are not aware of mm -hmm. is that um, we actually design public spaces. So everything from a restaurant to a movie theater, to a hospital or doctor's office, basically any interior space. Um, and we spend about 90% of our lives indoors. Um, we, you know, those spaces are touched by an interior designer. And down to very minute details <laughs> too. Talk about some of the things that you would look at and you would make to, to adjust, I guess, in a space about this should be here or this should move here. Talk about some yeah, of that. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're always looking at, of course, um, when we think of interior design, we want the space to be aesthetically pleasing, mm -hmm. um, but it also needs to be functional. So um, as designers, we would want to know what is going on in that space. So if it is a, a physician's office, you know, there would be different functional uh, characteristics and things happening. So mm -hmm. understanding who works there and what things are needed. So that might be down to the details of, yeah. um, you know, making sure that fabrics are bleach cleanable if it's, say, in a healthcare environment. And also um, with commercial environments, we have to make sure that um, finishes are um, fire resistant and things like that. Also learning about building codes and there's just a lot more that goes into it than just the aesthetics, which is what the general public sees, which is great, but there's a lot of behind the scenes. You even told me before we before we talked here, we visited on the <laughs> phone, return where, where the return air vent is, maybe where 
the fire hydrants hang yes. in the room. Yes. I mean, that's all absolutely. the sort of things you would look at. Yes, absolutely, because what we do, everything has to coordinate together. So we have to make sure, you know, if we are going to install a projector in the ceiling that we have electrical for that uh, projector in the ceiling right. and then it, it doesn't, um, you know, get in the way of a HVAC return vent or a light fixture or a sprinkler system or something like that. Um, if we're going to hang something on the wall, you know, quite often there are fire alarms and fire strobes and things like that mm -hmm. that we need to make sure that everything that we do coordinates with all of those things. And I guess this would be working really closely with architects when the building is being yeah. designed, right? Absolutely. Um, so many of our students work in architectural firms um, and engineering firms. Um, a lot of times those um, professions are maybe in the within the same company. Um, so interior designers would work very closely with all of those professions mm -hmm. to make sure that everything coordinates and that um, they have their job to do yeah. um, and we have our job to do and we just have to make sure that all of that coordinates. Yeah. So let's talk about the accreditation. That was a recent, okay. I think it was announced. Yeah. Talk about that and what it means. Okay. So the accreditation is very important uh, to our students and our program. Um, we initially received accreditation in 2017 and then we just uh, received a re accreditation and so what happens is every six years the um, site visitors from the organization actually come on campus and review student work talk to us we have to write a self-study make sure that we are still meeting the academic standards that the accreditation has established mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that we always tell our students is um, you know employers really want um, graduates from accredited programs mm -hmm. because they know that the students have the knowledge that they need to enter the industry. Yeah, and that accreditation is very important. And it's a you said you told me there's a lot of paperwork involved. And <laughs> midway through, you do like a three-year evaluation. Yes, there's a report yes. evaluation in the middle. Yeah. It, so there's yeah. it's very detailed. Yes, it's very detailed. And and yes, we. So what happens? Um, there there's a three-year report, typically um, just improving on some weaknesses that that you might have through the process. Mm -hmm. And then um, so it's a continuous improvement program. You know, yeah. you know, we get accredited, and then. We work on things that we need to work on, write our report, and then get ready for the next one. So, <clears throat> Talk a little bit about um, eco-friendly designs and sustainability and how that figures into the work that you do. So absolutely, we look at sustainability. We look at environmentally uh, friendly products. Um, one of the things that we do is try to have students select products that are going to last a long time, you know, not products that last two years and then yeah. we throw them away um, because there's a lot of construction waste that happens. Um, so we want to make sure that, you know, students select things that are um, durable, also have recycled content. Um, and then there are programs such as uh, LEED um, is one of the programs that you can actually um, have your building kind of environmentally friendly, like certified. So. There are there are definitely things that um, that we do to make sure that we're meeting those those sustainability yeah. goals. Talk about um, I guess designing a space. We need to say, you know each space is going to have its different needs. So you know a kitchen space versus mm -hmm. a healthcare office or whatever. Um, talk about paint colors and sometimes just knowing the space is going to be used for X may right. mean 
bright colors, more muted yes. colors. Talk about how that yes. all factors together. Absolutely. So students will um, do research when they are designing um, any project. They will have to do research. And, and part of that is understanding um, like the psychological aspects of color and how it impacts people. Like I said, we spend 90% of our, our time indoors, so we want those spaces to be comforting and healing and not necessarily um, introducing a color that is not appropriate for the space. Um, so, for example, blue is a calming color, mm -hmm. you know, and that will calm people. And we know that from research. Now, if it's a children's space and we want them to be excited and happy, maybe we would use primary colors where mm -hmm. those might be more exciting and invigorating for the space. So it's definitely not just, we like blue, <laughs> so we are going to paint the wall blue. Yeah. Yes, sometimes, yes, that is the case. But as a designer, we have to kind of have a justification for why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of research that goes into it. We don't just, say, I like this, I like that, that looks good. There's, there's usually some, definitely some, some behind the scenes stuff that goes on. Yeah, is it challenging keeping up with the new, I'm sure there's new studies and new things coming out all the time. Does that, is there a lot to keep up with in that area? Absolutely, there are always new products, there are new research studies. Um, it, is a, it is constantly uh, evolving. And so that's something that as a faculty member and, you know, students, of course, you know, we have to try to stay up to date mm -hmm. on, on what the new products are because they're coming out constantly. And sometimes we might want to use a product that is discontinued and maybe it was only on the market for six months and it's discontinued. So, so that is a, it is a constant uh, thing where you have to keep up with what is actually current. Yeah. So whenever you're out and about and you go into a space, just on your leisure time, do you walk into the space and go, oh, that probably shouldn't be there? I mean, Absolutely. Right? I cannot help myself. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm constantly an analyzing every environment that I go into. And, and actually, I took students on a tour yesterday, and we did just that. We walked through the River Campus and just observed and looked at everything around us. Mm -hmm. And I want them to, to do that kind of thing. I always um, laugh because they're they're going to notice the fire strobes and the HVAC right, returns right. and <laughs> where right. something might not look like it's supposed to be, but that is, that is what yeah. um, they are learning to do. And I think it's an important, uh, important skill for them to have as to, to be able to go into a space and, and analyze it. Yeah. What's the most challenging part of your, of your work? Hmm. I think there's just so much to learn um, mm. and so much to keep up with. Um, but it's also just very exciting um, and, is, and it's, and it's ever-changing. Yeah. Um, we are always looking at different spaces. I think as a designer, the, the fun thing for me was always to, you know, I would work on a project and then that one would be completed and then I would work on another project <laughs> and it might be a little different. Yeah. And so I yeah. think it's just always changing and I think that that's what keeps the field kind of exciting because you, you're you not always designing the same thing all yeah. the time. And many architectural and interior design firms, you know, they might work um, 
they might work on residences and then they might mm -hmm. also um, work on K through 12 schools and, and it changes yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so I think that that's what keeps keeps it an exciting yeah. field. And, and there are many jobs right now that's in the great. field. So it's definitely something that's that would be great to go into. Well, cool. Well, Michelle, thanks very much for spending time with us today. All right. Thank you for having me. We've been going public with Dr. Michelle Bruni. She's professor and interior design program coordinator at Southeast Missouri State University. To hear more interviews, visit krcu.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the Going Public podcast.